This podcast is proud to be part of the TalkSport Fan Network. TalkSport. Powered by fans. The TalkSport Fan Network is proudly supported by McDelivery, bringing you the food you love. McDelivery brings a top-tier lineup of food right to your door. No matter the result, you'll always be winning with McDelivery. So, the only thing left to say is, you win? Order now on the McDonald's app, and you can also get rewards points delivered too, so that ordering today means some tasty rewards for tomorrow. Only via app at participating restaurants, 18+, plus. rewards registration required. Points only on menu items. Delivery fee and terms apply. See mcdonalds.com. The TalkSport Fan Network is proudly teaming up with three for Mental Health Awareness Week this year. Beyond the pitch, beyond the results, we're here to connect fans, getting them to embrace the highs and lows of supporting your club because we're not just fans, we're a team. With two in three football fans having struggled with their mental health, we understand that life off the pitch can present its own challenges. That's why we're committed to ensuring you have the tools to stay connected with your friends and fellow supporters. Take a moment to connect with your mates. A simple text or an open conversation can make a world of difference. And if they don't respond right away, don't hesitate to follow up. Let's all take a moment to talk more than football. Welcome to the Kerry Dixon Show with the one and only Kerry Dixon and me, Stanford Chidge. And of course, this little show, which we do every week, is uh, in, association, in association with the lovely people from ChelseaFan12.com, the home of the 12th man, the fan. Uh, and I strongly urge you to go and check out their fantastic website where you'll find lots of memorabilia and videos and news and, uh, most of all, uh, some fantastic stuff that uh, the wonderful Gary Chivers and Ron Chubber Harris do after every home game when they record uh, a bit to camera about the game that they've just seen. And I can imagine that if they were there last night, which I suspect they were, they would have been somewhat miserable and grumpy, as no doubt we all were. Um, Kerry, I mean, we should really... (laughs) We do have to start with a Bournemouth game. Um, I mean, how on earth do we explain Uh, that? Where did it all go wrong? Um, I don't know. I don't want to set the tone of the show as a, as a, on a negative note, but I'm afraid we have to to a degree. And I and I have to say, I, it has been coming. Um, yeah. I, I, I think that you know we've been throwing in different performances from day one. Um, and, you know, when you talk about Burnley opening day of the season, I know I've referred back to these games on quite a few occasions. But um, alarm bells should have been ringing there from there, really. Um, and you know, you can pick certain games as we go along. We'll play great in certain games, and let's hope it's uh, Barcelona. Let's hope it's uh, some of the big games. But if we, you know, if we lose points and keep losing points to the teams like Palace, Burnley, and no disrespect to, to Bournemouth and, and a lot of these other sides that we we've dropped three points to or drawn with, um, you know, we're talking about the title. Well, that's long gone, and I think most people concede that. But I'm talking about a place in the top four. You know, um, we're capable, but. A team who's, who's going to finish anywhere, and, and I see the emergence of uh, certain teams, and they're picking up on certain results. Liverpool's made a couple of signings, and they've uh, entered the top four now. And you know, Tottenham and Arsenal 
you know, with their signings, what they've made, they're looking to make inroads. And Chelsea must be fearful, you know. We talked about uh, Champions League place and what we might do against Barcelona in this season. But uh, we must have one eye on next year as well. Because uh, at this rate, if we keep dropping what I call silly points, and they're not becoming silly points because every point's a hard-earned one, then we are going to be in trouble. And I think it's going to be a, a fight till the end of the season um, based on what I've been seeing for the, you know, the majority of this season. I think we're a, we're a top-four club. But on certain, uh, in certain games, we're certainly not playing like a top-four team. Yeah, I think that's a, a really, really good overview, mate. And, and I think the most interesting point for me that comes out of that is, you know, there is a sense that actually this has been coming. I mean, we it's very difficult, isn't it? On the one hand, you look at it and, you know, we're in the top four. We've lost very few games. We're in the FA Cup still. We're in the Champions League. And you think, well, you know, it's all okay. But there's just been this undercurrent, hasn't there, all season that something's not quite right. And uh, and that we do have a very duff performance in us now and again. Um, I think, you know, it would be easy to say uh, and Andreas Christensen going off changed the game. But, I mean, it's hard to deny that. And, I mean, on, on another point, it's kind of worrying if, if a young lad who's only really, you know, broken through into the side this season has become so critical to the side. But, I mean, they fell apart defensively yes, when he went off. Uh, you know, uh, you, know, you look at uh, what we've got in and around the club. There was rumours, obviously, of David Lee's um, leaving the club. There's uh, obviously Gary Cahill's been in and out the side as Pili Coetta um, has played pretty much all season. You know, Rudiger um, is all part of that. And, and Christensen himself. And, and you look at that situation. And uh, even Ampadu, if you want, you know, to come in and play, which he has done against. Um, certain teams, you know, yeah. we've got six players there who could occupy that position and, and would be expected to do pretty well. Um, you can't necessarily say that one player going off and it's a reason for one of a top four sides to collapse at home against a side who's basically fighting relegation. Is it, it's not mm. really It's not really it, you know. Um, I think every game in the Premier League, as everyone knows, is, is not a gimme. I think you've got to fight for every every game. And when we're on top and playing well, as I've said before, um, it all seems so easy and everyone's happy. But the lack of... I mean, I'm going to come down to leadership and, and leaders within the side. And, and I'm talking about you know men who can identify with, with things. And I go back to the side that... I mean, I'm not going to say it didn't win anything, but, you know, aside with uh, Didier Drogba, Michael Ballack, Frank Lampard, Pedacek, John Terry, you know, looking all, all around the side, men, you know, people who would at any time, whether they're playing indifferently or otherwise, be able to speak to other people or talk amongst each other and, and gee each other up and get something out of people and realise what's, what's what. But I don't see it in this team. And I look around for the, what I call the men, inverted commas, and I think... Where are they? Where are the Lampards, the Terriers, the Drogbans, the Balaks, the, you know, the Czechs? Where, where are these people gone? And, uh, you know, you think Maratta's not that type of bloke. I think Didier, uh, Diego Costa might well have been. But all the rest don't seem to be, all, you know, you don't see no nothing on the field as regards shake the team up. It's like, oh, we're all playing pretty football. We're, we're going along. It's OK. Everything is fine. But when things start to go a little bit wrong for whatever reason... Where's the drive? Where's where's the leadership come from? And I'm not convinced we've got many, if any. 
Well, I, I mean, Kerry, I, I, I'm going to agree 150% with what you've just said. Not least, bizarrely. I mean, and th- this really is coincidental. This is a bit like the magician saying, I've never seen this man before. I mean, I actually, before we spoke today, I've just written a blog uh, for the Fancars website on exactly the same theme in terms of the fact that one of the most disappointing aspects of last night was there was no fight. You know, there was no kind of bloody-minded you know, grit and determination to try and turn the game around or any belief that they could. And I think for us, for supporters right now, it's really difficult to take that when we've been lucky enough uh, between, well, I mean, you know, arguably the last 15 years to see a side with such a great spine and and around that. I mean, you mentioned people like Essien and Balak, which you added to Czech, Cole, Terry, Lampard, Drogba. But we had so many leaders on the pitch and they wouldn't have let that happen. You get that feeling. So uh, quite spooky that you should come up with exactly the same point. But I, th- I have you totally right, mate. And it's difficult to take. I think, you know, I remember I- I've watched a lot less talented sides than this current side. But I tell you what, you know, they had some fight about them. Even if even if they knew they weren't probably going to win, they'd give it a go. And I think as a supporter... That's the minimum requirement that you have, that when they walk out onto the pitch, they give it 100% and they show some fight. And, I, and I'm, I'm with you. I just don't see it at the moment in, in some games. And this is not the first time it's happened this season. I thought it was much the same against Roma. Uh, I think the, the Palace away game was similar. There have been several games this season where, where that lack of fight has been, yeah, Palace yes, it has. has been evident. Um, and, it? you know, and it's them sort of things. When teams realise that they can stop Chelsea getting a goal or getting in front or if they can stop them um, playing football and doing things their own way and having it all their own way, um, they start to get into into Chelsea, into the uh, underbelly, if you like. And, and what they're finding is, is there's a soft underbelly. Um, it's sort of a, um, OK, well, we ain't scoring. Well, we'll keep passing and passing. No one sort of takes the game by the scruff of the neck. No one sort of gets hold of the ball or, or tells other players or, or doesn't seem to... I'm not talking about shouting and, and you know and, and making gestures and throwing your arms around and, and trying to look good for the for the cameras now. I'm talking about having a word and, and putting things right on the on the field. Um, it's all very well. You can, the manager can go crowd surf, crowd surfing. You can do what you want, run up and down the line, slide. Um, the message is not getting through to certain players, and if it don't, it's not coming from the side, it's not coming from the on the field. When we get mundane games like this, um, it's very hard to get out of it because there's no. No people around, no leaders. You know, as Penny Coetta is, for me, and I don't know any of these players who are playing now, really. Um, he's, he's a captain for his performances and because he's become pretty much a regular in the side and, you know, each week you put down the name. But I don't really see him as being a leader, as in, you know, we've been blessed with the likes of the Terriers and the Lampards and, 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 and that sort of thing. But mm-hmm. I don't see as Penny Coetta in, in, in that sort of mould. Um, and you sort of look at, you know, the K... Taylor was captain for a while, you know. Um, he's not in the side, he's in and out. So, you know, being a regular captain, very hard. Um, I don't really see another captain. I'm looking everywhere. Canty, you know, just does his work, gets on with his... I do not see another leader around this, this team. I, I really don't. And I look everywhere. And uh, there's not one. There isn't. No, you're dead right. I mean, the only one that you could argue that might just be, you know... And, and, and the other thing is, I'm thinking of kind of the last... You know, when you when you have a successful period like we did uh, for the for those kind of fifteen years, you you build up a culture, don't you? There becomes a kind of a, a certain identity about the club, 
And I look for links to that. And the only kind of link to that, of course, is David Luiz. Um, you know, he, Correct. he fought like a Trojan to help us win the Champions League that, that year. And I think he has got character and I think he has got fight. But, um, you know, I, from what I understand, he was injured uh, yesterday, which is why he wasn't on the bench. But in a team so bereft of leaders, you really should be trying to get somebody who can at least give you the semblance of that on the pitch. And I think yeah, for me, David I, I'll Luiz agree is with that you. Player. You know, captain of Brazil, you know, um, of course, you know, and I think he probably is. Um, but, you know, it, that wouldn't be enough. You look, you look back over, the, over history and, you know, Wimbledon's side. You know, they didn't, they didn't have great players. They went and beat Liverpool no. at one of the top of their game, you know, uh, in the cup final. You know, and they didn't have, uh, they had a load of fighters. But a load of fighters will win more games than a, a load of skillful players who are not prepared to fight. And, um, you know, that, that's, what, that's what you'll get. Um, yeah. We've got a load of skillful players who are brilliant when it's all going right and playing pretty football and passing stuff around and high-fiving. But when it's not going so well and teams are holding you and you're struggling a little bit, they all go into a shell. It's like a tortoise. They pull your head in and, uh, it, you know, don't know where you're going. Yeah. There's that, awful, there's that awful phrase, much used in football. And, I'm, I mean, you know, mate, it doesn't matter what level of football you play at. I remember this phrase as a kid. Mm. They don't fancy it. Simple as that. And if you, if you can smell that a team doesn't fancy it and you've got something about you, you'll win that game. And it's really disappointing to see. I mean, I don't remember. I mean, you know, your your era, your side. I mean, you know, we have plenty of fighters in that side, and the one before it. You know, the likes of uh, Joey Jones in the side. You know, so oh, anyway, we could we could go off on this for about three hours, let alone half an hour. So I'm going to move it on. Um, just on a, on a kind of more of a technical point, really. I mean, you know, I did have an element of sympathy per se uh, for Conte last night because, of course, the vagaries of the transfer deadline meant that um, we couldn't play the new signing Giroud and we'd let uh, Batshuayi, our only striker, our only fit striker, had to go on loan. So he had no striker. Um, And, of course, that meant he had to play the false number nine. But, of course, he didn't have William with Hazard. He had Pedro and and a very clearly not match-fit or match-sharp Barkley. And it clearly didn't work. Although, I have to say, one of the few players that came out with any sort of credit for me was that young Callum Hudson-Odoi, who, he's only 17, but at least he showed yeah, a bit of fight and spark about him. <clears throat> Hopefully he might be an option further down the line. Well, that's, know, the reason but, he's getting, uh, that's the reason he's getting in outside. I mean, he, he, you know, he's starting to push for a place because of uh, what you just said. And obviously he's got talent, uh, being, uh, having done what he's done so far with England, the under-17s in the World yeah. Cup and, and, and so on. and. You know, uh, and he's obviously been uh, watched in the games that he's played, and you know he's pushing for a, a place uh, uh, to to some degree, I must say. You know, um, to really push for a place, you have to get in and do well and hit the ground running and and, and go over all the things that we've said before. But um, you know, yeah, fine. And, but you would expect a young kid if if a, if a kid coming to any side, you're you're, you're going to see fight and exuberance. You're going to see running around a will to win and desire, and that's as much for him to. Yeah. So what he's all about, uh, as much as anything else, and, and if a kid's not even showing that, well, he might as well give up the game, you know, because he's trying to make his name. So you're going to expect that. and uh, uh, You're going to expect oh, that sort that. of uh, yeah. thing. But I'm pleased for him and uh, his emergence, you know, second time around now. And, uh, you know, long may it continue and, and finally develop into the player that hopefully one of these youth products uh, uh, actually get through and achieve what many people feel and I've felt before that um, one of these youngsters is going to break in. You know, we've heard numerous names before, and, you know, they're still really battling. Christian, some people are saying, well, he's done it. Um, done it. 
all right, he's broken into a degree. He's not done it yet. He's not a John Terry. I mean, I don't think there'll be a long, long time before there's another one of them. But, um, you know, he, at least he's broken in. Um, so I'm talking about if, if one of these youngsters, and it's, if it's Hudson as oil or anyone else, um, the, the, re, the returning Loftus-Cheek or someone, whoever, um, that, that will be uh, a great news for Chelsea, a great news for the academy. But uh, I don't say anyone, anyone's done it just quite yet, you know? Yeah. But yes, you're right, Dave. Just on the back of that, it, 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 no, no, absolutely, mate. It's clearly, clearly, no, no, clearly it early days. Thing. You know, it's early days for him, but it's great to see him emerging. Yeah, yeah, absolutely. And I mean, I think the other thing is, I mean, we'll, we'll talk about the transfers in a minute, but uh, you know, that means we've got Giroud and Morata. But I, I hope that it means we've actually got three strikers to choose from now. I mean, it would be quite a pressure to put him in on his own. But I mean, you know, there's no reason why he couldn't come on and play with Morata or, or Giroud. So. In a, in a funny old way, we, we're kind of better off than we have been for most of the season, if that is the case. Away days are great, but there's nothing quite like playing at home. The same goes for McDonald's. Maximise your home ground advantage with McDelivery. You in? Order now on the McDonald's app. At participating restaurants, 18 plus, serving times, delivery fee and terms apply. See mcdonalds.com. When you follow a big team like Chelsea, one of the most frustrating things is not being able to get a ticket for the match, especially when it's away and not live on TV in the UK. What can you do? Get updates from your mates? Follow online commentary? Listen to the radio? Let's face it, it's not the same as actually watching the match live, is it? NordVPN have the solution to every football supporter's match day problems when they can't watch the match live. NordVPN allows us to watch any match, even if it's not on live TV here. With just one click, they switch your virtual location to a country which is showing the match, and they act as your cyber bodyguard whilst online, protecting your personal data and sensitive info like card details and passwords. It's only the price of a cup of coffee per month, and you can use your account across six devices. It's a bargain. To get the best discount off your NordVPN plan, go to nordvpn.com dot com forward slash Chelsea fancast. There's no risk with Nord's 30 day money back guarantee and you'll help support the Chelsea fancast. The link is in the podcast episode description box. Um, look, we, we mentioned Conte a minute ago and, um, and we can't really do this show without talking about what's going on there. Um, I think it's quite interesting. I mean, that, that, you know, there was a lot of talk uh, last night and, and, and you know, I, I, I I dread to utter the words on social media because that, that, that's usually the last place to look after a game. But there's quite a lot of sensible, what I would call sensible, wise, older heads on there last night. And, and there was a real sense that, um, you know, a few more results like that added to, you know, the clear digging out of the board that Conte's been doing recently, that his his, his days may well be numbered. Um, and I there, there is another side to that, Kerry, that I often think of is that, you know, it it could also be the fact that the supporters are are now so conditioned to this that if you know you play a few bad matches the manager gets fired that maybe we don't we don't even think about it as a shock anymore so maybe that's a bit to do with it but you know if he's digging out the board and and we're putting in a few feckless performances like that you know surely it's not going to end well and and I and, and possibly sooner rather than later I mean it'd be interesting well, to hear I'm, what I'm you not have sure that they'll that. be desperate to sack anyone you know I mean the the board will fully be aware of the fact that you know sacking managers is cost worthy and you know it's going to cost the club they you might say well money's no object or whatever it has or has it been before but Listen, nevertheless, um, sacking managers, getting new managers, if they really feel that there's uh, nowhere to go with the manager, 
um, then obviously that that will happen. You know, make no bones about it. Um, but the reality is that everyone has to do it together, and the club has to be together. And it's it's been said before last season. Even you know, I saw the the spirit around the club, the happiness, the faces um, in the hospitality area. Everyone was sort of buzzing, and the team were flying. Um, we won the league, and it, it, everything. You know, we lost the we lost the cup final, and it it, yeah. it didn't really matter. We'd won the league. We were champions, and uh, you know. It, the club, the place was happy. Um, yeah. You know, no disrespect, but this season it, it hasn't got the same buzz, and it's quite obvious. And everything stems from what goes on within the pitch. Um, you know, whether we're getting results, whether we're not getting results, and all the talk off it. The, you know, talk about uh, management, the director of football, who's doing what, and what players we've got, what we haven't. Um, you know, it, that, that, that all gets brought up when it comes down to results, because people look to say, well, we don't get results because. We haven't got the right players. We haven't got a strike. We haven't got this. We didn't get that. We, there's an excuse for everything in the game. And that, that is the beauty of the game. And it, but it's the negative side of the game as well. There's an excuse for winning and there's an excuse for losing. And um, everyone looks for it. Mm. Um, the manager ultimately you know, pays the penalty. You know, he carries the can. Um, and that doesn't change at any football club. Um, it's all about the expectation as well. The expectation that this football club is still alive. You know, it's... You know, certain expectations are still possible, you know. Um, but at the moment, they're fast diminishing. And, and as you said, a few more results like that. Um, yeah, I could see them going. Um, you know, the board want to be successful. Chelsea Football Club means success. I mean, it's not, it's not yeah. success every year. But when you look back at the Carlo Ancelotti situation, a double in the first season and nothing in the second and gone. Um, you know, and it wasn't too bad a season. But... <laughs> You know, he was gone. Um, it's all about results. And if the team ain't right and, every, yeah. and things in and around the place aren't right, you know, he knows that he knows what he's doing. It, it makes me think if he, if he continues to have a pop at the board and, you know, and make an excuse, as it's been said, he, he, he doesn't really care. He'll take the payoff and go. It doesn't really matter. He had his go and he'll walk away. You know, maybe maybe that be the case. Or, mm. or he'll come out and say something like, Something along the lines of, there is, there... look, I'm trying my best. Let's work together. I want to stay and things like that. You know, that that might be a bit more endearing to everyone. Well, that that I would welcome that and and then some. I mean, the, the, of course, you know, the bone of contention that that Conte has had has has been, you know, the lack of players he believe. Well, lack lack of numbers and lack of quality. I think. And of course, we we've just you know last night the uh, the transfer the dreaded uh, January transfer window closed shut. Uh, and uh, we've got um, Ross Barkley, obviously, that we got quite early, uh, who's, as I said, he's, it's going to take him, I'd say, another between five and ten games to get properly match fit. Uh, this uh, wing-back Emerson from Roma, who's, I think, had an ACL. Uh, I mean, I think he's I think he's fit to play. I don't know, to be honest. And, of course, uh, Arsenal striker Giroud. And, of course, we've let Batshuayi go out on loan to Dortmund, and Charlie mossonda has gone out to, to Celtic of, of the people that are regularly... You know, on the on the first team kind of you know bench squad, call it what you will. So the the, the question is, Kerry. I mean, have we plugged the gaps and have we strengthened the squad? Well, as a result I'm going to come down to. Well, we'll see. Um, it's about results. I, I quite like Giroud. I've got to be honest. I, I liked him at Arsenal. I couldn't understand why mm. he weren't in the side. I mean, uh, mm. you know, Lacazette. Yeah. Uh, you know, I didn't see anything there. Um, well, I haven't seen anything there this season. The odd, the odd goal here or there, sure, but. By and large, um, it's not anything that Giroud hasn't done for them in the past. I quite like the bloke, and uh, 
I think he'll be a bit of a challenge to Morata. I've got to be honest. You know what my feelings are about Morata. He is number one at the club at the moment in terms of our strikers, but I still believe he needs to do a little bit more. I you know, I'm still not totally convinced that he's the one to lead us to trophies. Um, He's not a Didier Drogba, as I said before. He's not a Costa. But I think Giroud could be a figurehead. He, he, you know, he, he holds it up. He battles. He's good in the air. He's skillful. He isn't so quick. Um, but, you know, um, people like Harry Kane proved in Eddie Sheringham. You don't have to be overly quick to, to be a very good player. And uh, I think Giroud is a very good player. It's World Cup year. be looking to go to the World Cup with France. So he's not looking to sit on the bench. He's looking to challenge. And I think, you know, he realised that Arsenal is not going to Get too many, too much game time, and I, th- I think he fancies the challenge. I think he's, he sees a, a possibility here that he, he could get inside and stay in. And uh, I, I think Morata's got a challenge on his hands. Mm, well, I, I'm really, I'm really intrigued to hear that. I mean, it's very easy because you know you can't stand your rival, so it's hard to like a player that's come from there. But I think actually all the points you made are absolutely spot on. I mean, my feeling about Giroud at Arsenal is that he was just not the kind of right kind of striker for Arsenal. You know, they 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 would never play to his strengths because they like kind of ticker tackering the ball around. Um, but he is a he, you know he he's a big guy you know and he's good in the air and as you said you know he's good with his feet as well. So hopefully that's what we what we need. I think I think for me I mean when you when you could, I mean we were talking about it on the show the other week you know and you were saying Peter Crouch would have been a great idea. Yeah. I'm I'm only half joking. Um, but you know when we consider what we were supposedly in for, and and not least Jeko, which I think would have been daft considering he can't even play in the Champions League. At least we've got a striker who is available for all of the competitions that we're still in. And, and as you said, he's he's got more experience in the Premier League than than Morata, so hopefully he can put a challenge in. So I think overall, I mean, obviously we have to wait to see. The proof is always in the pudding, but uh, fingers crossed, eh? And it, it might do some good. Um, you know, talking of other cups that we're involved in. Uh, you know, it was a bit, a bit of a stroll against Newcastle on, on Sunday. Um, just what the doctor ordered, really. It was quite a, n- a nice, peaceful day out at the bridge, just enjoying watching the football without too much stress. But we've uh, but we've now got Hull uh, in the cup, the next round, the fifth round on Friday the sixteenth. Um, and in some respects, that shouldn't be a problem, should it? And and given that the FA Cups probably our most realistic uh, chance of a trophy, we really need to be at well, it. For that I, one, I don't think we could. I mean. Obviously, the club have got their um, priorities. You know, I imagine it'll be a top four finish. It's, it's still the major priority. But in terms of uh, a trophy, like I've said time and time again, nothing changes. You want to win a trophy, you win four of them. Why play games? We're not playing games necessarily for the development of youngsters so that people can get um, appearances and goals and you know, the rest of it. We're, we're in it for trophies. We're in them to win them. And, um, you know, I, I hope they take this game as, as serious as they can. I'm not talking about playing first team. They'll play a team once again that they believe is capable of, uh, you know, winning the tie. Um, and you know, I, I'm going to say to you in, in, um, in advance, if you like, that I'm, you, you already know the show. What I'm going to say: if we put out side, no matter who we put out, we've got to beat Hull at home. So come on, but I, I would have said the same, and I'm sure I did against Bournemouth. <clears throat> but we're capable of throwing in a bad performance, and this is the thing that needs to be addressed. And you know, yeah. we want to win the cup, and that message should get through. So the eleven that do get picked for that game um, really should take it very, very seriously. And beforehand, um, I need to watch out. Watford is another one uh, away from home. Um, I hope we're like a wounded tiger. It always used to be a case in my day whereby if we got beat. 
everyone thinks, oh, we've got to go there and play, or we've got to go here and play. There was always an improved performance from everyone who was selected after a defeat. It's a strange way of looking at things, but human beings have this little thing inside them. Come on, let's go and put that right, or there's an opportunity here for me to stake a claim. They were crap last week. I've got picked this week. I'm going to show them what I should have been doing. There's all sorts of thought patterns that go into the improved performance, and I'm willing to bet that there'll be an improved performance in the next game, that's for sure. Well, mate, I, 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 t- I mean, you know, you mentioned Watford on Monday, and I, I totally agree, actually. I mean, I would hope uh, that Conte was pretty angry with them after last night. And uh, as you said, I mean, the, you know, their, their pride uh, and their professionalism, I would have thought, would have been wounded by that performance. So, you know, I, I hope, and I do think, actually, that they will bounce back. I mean, you know, frankly, you're right. I mean, we, we, we are in a real fight to finish in the top four now having slipped up a few times. Uh, we didn't make ground on United, who lost. Spurs made ground on us and Liverpool. So, you know, it, it's it's not a done deal. So we're going to have to fight, I think, to the end of the season to make sure we are in the top four. Um, but, uh, yeah, I, I, I actually do think they will bounce back against Watford, although they're no mugs, Kerry. I mean, they're 11th at the moment. They've got a new manager, and we all know what that means. Um, but having said that, their their last I mean January's been pretty poor for them. They 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 drew against Saints at home and they've lost against Southampton, Leicester, and City. And the, I think the last match was against Stroke, uh, Stoke, where they lost nil nil. So their form's not not massively good recently. But uh, it's no, not going to be easy, uh, is it? Like nevertheless, you um, wear a wounded tiger. I think Chelsea have been embarrassed by that result last night, or they should be. Um, and uh, I'd like to think that the 11 that gets selected will go out and put that result right on mm. behalf of the club and uh, all the playing staff. There's a lot of money being paid out and, uh, if, God forbid, a, uh, a, a poor result against Watford and another loss. You look at the January fixtures, all right, you, start, you go along with Brighton and, and Newcastle, two comfortable victories. And then um, we look at uh, the Norwich, I'm going to say struggles, and then you look at the other games that we've had. We're not really... Oh, Arsenal, you can throw in. Uh, that was always going to be a one or the other. Um, and there wasn't a lot in the in the tie, both legs. But but by and large, this month, when you look at Watford and you look at Bournemouth, it should have been a, a very um, fortuitous or, or, or lucrative month for us in terms of points. You know, we should have been lapping up everything in this month. You know, realistically, if you'd have looked at it and said, win, 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 Norwich, it shouldn't have been two games. You'd have got Arsenal. You'd have fancied us, or it would be tight. It could go either way. But Newcastle, Brighton, Watford, Hull. I mean, on paper, you can't see us losing the game. And yet, look at the struggles we've had in some. As you say, on paper, we should do it. I tell you, one thing that occurs to me uh, for Monday's game is that uh, I don't know if Morata will be fit or not. um, But on the presumption that he won't be, it could see the debut of Giroud. And given that he's got something to prove, he, he should be right at it on uh, Monday. So maybe that will kind of fall into our I'm hands in, that, in a way. Uh, that is the case. So I really am. I hope that uh, Giroud gets the opportunity straight away. Because um, I think he will put it right. And on the back of the situation where my Chelsea the eleven need to put it right, um, I, I, I think we will see an improved performance. And I hope Giroud's at the end of it. Um, I'm not I'm not saying this, by the way, just to prove, uh, to say I'm right or I'm wrong. I'd love to say I'm wrong. And Morata comes back and scores 30 goals and is a threat to everyone and everyone's concerned about him. But at the moment, I'm not sure. And I, I hope Giroud feels like I do. That there's a good opportunity for someone to go in and have a real go and, and, and pose a threat to him. Yeah, ab- absolutely. And I, I, well, you know, as I said, I think it might play in our hands. I mean, the, the look, I, I mean, you, 
I get the sense that you kind of beat yourself up about uh, uh, Murata a bit, but, you, you know, we can only ever go on what we see, Kerry, and, you know, if there's anybody's judgment about a striker that I'm going to listen to, yeah, it'll be not, yours, yeah, mate. So, no, but it doesn't know, mean to say that my argument that. Is, is the be-all and end-all. There's plenty of different strikers, you know, different types, different ways, um, but it's all got to tie into their own performance and, and, and sure. indeed the team's performance. Um, you know, even on my day, being self-critical or otherwise, uh, whether I did good, bad or indifferent, uh, if the team didn't win, you know, it didn't really matter. Personally, you could take out of the game whatever you take out of the game. But uh, ultimately, it's all about the team winning. And if you're part of a team that doesn't win anything or doesn't do any good, then, uh, you know, it, 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 it's a bit of a clutch when you start to look at your own personal performance. It's something which you have to do first and foremost, by the way. But Ultimately, it is about the team, and the team have to be winning things. So, you know, you want to be a striker that scores 30 goals in a winning team that wins things. So, you know, that, that's utopia. Yeah, no, absolutely right. Well, let's hope uh, come Monday against Watford, we can uh, uh, completely eradicate the awfulness of uh, last night, Wednesday, against Bournemouth out of our minds. And uh, come next Thursday, when we speak again, we'll be celebrating a win, and uh, we'll be feeling much happier than we perhaps Certainly have will, mate. today. It's uh, very hard to... Um, enthuse about a situation when you've just been beat at home by Bournemouth. Um, you know, especially when you're talking about Barcelona coming up and you look at talking about, yeah. you know, Champions League games and you're talking about top four finishes or possible possible title tilts or, you know, in late, latter stages of cup competitions. And then you talk about Bournemouth and it's very hard to be upbeat and, 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 and talk about them in the same vein. But, you know, that's, that's what's got to happen. Yeah, absolutely right. Well, look, mate, enjoy the weekend and uh, you and I will reconvene next Thursday and I'm very much looking forward to that already. Have a, have a great okay, weekend mate. and I'll okay. speak to you then, Kerry. Fan Network is proudly teaming up with three for Mental Health Awareness Week this year. Beyond the pitch, beyond the results, we're here to connect fans, getting them to embrace the highs and lows of supporting your club because we're not just fans, we're a team. With two in three football fans having struggled with their mental health, we understand that life off the pitch can present its own challenges. That's why we're committed to ensuring you have the tools to stay connected with your friends and fellow supporters. Take a moment to connect with your mates. A simple text or an open conversation can make a world of difference. And if they don't respond right away, don't hesitate to follow up. Let's all take a moment to talk more than football. It's the 90th minute. All your mates around. You've got your McNuggets share boxes ready to go. Your mates already got booked for double dipping and you steal the last nugget, snatching all three points. Perfect. Order McDelivery now on the McDonald's app. You in? At participating restaurants, 18 plus, serving times, delivery fee and terms apply. See mcdonalds.com.